Jesus into your life this morning with a very loud hallelujah. Please have your wonderful seats. God bless you, everyone. You are blessed. Amen. Just being here this morning, you are blessed. Amen. I want you to just someone close to you will be blessed. You are not here by accident. God wants to bless someone today. And it is surely sure. Praise the Lord. This is the glorious day, the presence of the Lord. Every day is glorious before the Lord. When we wake up and we say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Amen. There is power in the throne. When you wake up and you decree into your life, into your family, you say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will be blessed. I will be happy. I will achieve something spectacular. It will happen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Brethren, you are all welcome to the presence of the Lord. This is your father's house. The Lord is here. Christ's peace, heritage, ministry. A family of peace, a family of love. And we have been celebrating since the beginning of this month the irreversible blessings of God. God is not a man that he should lie. What he says, he will do. What he promises, he will bring to pass. As he so decrees and declares, when you receive it with faith, so it will surely come to pass. Ah, I want to appreciate the senior pastor in the house, our daddy in the house, Pastor Richard. God bless you, sir. The vision will be alive. Amen. The vision will be sustained. Amen. The vision will increase. Amen. And the Lord will be glorified. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, it's for the Lord. Our money. Pastor Mupe, God bless you. Amen. You are well appreciated. We as a church, we know what you're doing. We know the sacrifices. But we know it's not by the power also. The grace will be sufficient Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is our month of irreversible blessings. And then our pilot uh, verse is Numbers chapter 23, verse 20. It's on the screen. It says, Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse. No man can reverse God's blessings in your life. Amen. The Bible says, surely they will gather. It says, not unto me. So whatever the gathering is about, if it does not fall in line with God's purposes for your life, it will not work. Amen. The Lord will arise for your sake. And he will bless you in a way that only he can do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, today we're going to talk about what is titled, The 
eternal blessings of God. The eternal blessings of God. And um, we take our text from Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and I read from verse 1. This is Jesus. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for this is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall do what they mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you. Falsely. Underline that. <laughs> Falsely. For my sake. Two can you give me to her, please? It says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we also persecuted my Lord Jesus now talking them. Praise the Lord. Brethren, it is the wish and the will of God, as stated in 3 John 7, verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. That is the will of God. Material blessings, spiritual blessings, that is what God wants for you and I. And when we talk of blessing, it is a special favor, mercy, or benefit. It's a gift when it comes to the blessings of God, bestowed by God, which brings about happiness, fulfillment, a sense of accomplishment, and completeness. When God blesses you, it brings happiness, fulfillment, sense of accomplishment, and you feel complete. You feel all things that are working together for good. Every void in your life is filled. Every sorrow turns to joy. Every lack becomes abundance. Every strife gets the anointing of ease. 
And then you see, surely, this is the hand of God. When God blesses, He glorifies Himself. When God blesses, He does God sized miracles in your life. It has to be supernatural. Because when it is ordinary, when it is natural, it's not there. Praise the Lord. There are different sources of blessings. We have spiritual sources. We get secular. We get natural. We have blessings. Our parents bless. Our country bless. We got some tax reforms recently. Is that also? We got so many things that comes from the government. These are blessings. Friends, siblings. Are you surprised at times? Enemies do bless. But they want something back in return. Praise the Lord. The spiritual gifts include salvation, ministry gifts, other kinds of gifts, marriage, money, jobs, fruits of the womb, good health, career. These are all blessings in the but then that's what is called the eternal blessings of God. There are good and perfect gifts. James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Every good and every perfect gift is from where? And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So, as you have good, you have the bad gifts as well. There's the gift of life and the gift of death. There's the gift that lasts you only your lifetime here on earth. And there's the gift and the blessings that transcends this earth. Brethren, the endowment of God's blessings upon mankind started even from the beginning. So when you look at Genesis chapter 1 from 1 to 5, we have the blessings of life. Of light. He says in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let's stop there. Praise the Lord. Light was a blessing to this earth. The earth was in need, in their need of something to change the atmosphere, to bring something better for everyone. And God said, the earth needs a blessing. And he said, let there be light. It was irreversible. Once he decreed it, it came to pass. And that was the beginning. Then the firmaments, the waters, the birds, everything that God brought in their blessings to mankind. And they remain to today. <laughs> Irreversible. So I pray God's blessings in your life shall remain forever in the name of Jesus. You know what baffles man is that as God is blessing the believers, He's also blessing unbelievers. That is why God is not man. That's the difference. God blesses everyone. The real force on the wicked. The real force on the good one. When the bad man 
tears the ground, sows the seed. Water is, if it pours water, watches it, tends it, it brings forth fruit. Is that also the same with the believer? So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43, he said, You have heard, Matthew chapter 5, 43, you have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I said to you, love your neighbor, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Next line. That you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. That is God. He blesses you because you are his child. The best things in life are good for you. He blesses your unbeliever. For adventure, they will see the blessings and you'll be converted. God has his reason for everything. His blessings are what? He will So, brethren, with all these blessings, goodness, Benevolence of God towards man, God has something more perfect in mind for you. For you. For you. And everyone that will come to Him as a believer. A state of blessedness that is not temporal, but eternal. That state of blessedness that draws a bold line between you and the redeemed. The sanctified, the regenerated, you that is free from all condemnation. God has something special in mind for you. That is what's going to separate you from the unbelievers that are being blessed from him. That is his eternal blessings for mankind. He gave us. A peep into that in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 to 5. Now I see a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the Holy Spirit, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Okay? And God will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And there shall be no more death. No sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write these words. For these words are what? True. And they are. And may I add, they are irreversible. That is God. That is his eternal 
blessing for you, the believer. No sinner would taste of this. They may have money here on earth. They may have houses, cars, children, buildings, billions. They will not taste of the world we just read. Praise the Lord. Revelation 21, 28 to 27 continues to give us a peace. But I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is the light. And the nations of those who are saved, who are redeemed, who are regenerated, who are blessed with the blessings of heaven and eternal blessings, what will happen? They shall walk in his light. And the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut. At all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring glory and honor of the nations in it. The last verse. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defies or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those who are written. In the Lamb's book of life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is irreversible. This cannot change. This is settled in heaven. The eternal blessings of God. There was a template on earth because whenever at times when God do something, He preps it, He keeps samples. And what was the sample he gave us? He chose the nation Israel. He called them my people. He started with a call, a promise, an outpouring of blessings. He called Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your heaven, and from your father's house. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This was meant to be eternal. It was meant to be eternal for the chosen nation. Genesis 22, 17 to 18. Blessing, I will bless you. I'm multiplying. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sun, which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies in your seat. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice. When God called Moses in Exodus 3, he said, I'm going to deliver my people 
And I'm going to take you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Did God deliver on his promise? Yes, yes he did. Did these people become beneficiaries of the promised land? Yes, they were. This is the question. Did God bless them with the promised land? Yes. Was the land flowing with milk and honey? Yes. Did they own farmlands and vineyards? Yes. Did they build houses, own houses, wagons, and all the trappings of riches? Yes. Did they marry? Give into marriage? Yes. Did they spread? Of course they did. Did they exercise dominion over their neighbors? Yes, they did. Now, did they enjoy permanent, enduring, eternal peace and tranquility? No. They became refugees on the promised land. In the time of Gideon, they were living in caves. They could not fulfill that promise. They could not enjoy it for eternity. And that was the plan of God. They lost it. They lost the land. They became exiles. And what was it? They became rebellious. Religious prostitutes. They became proud and wise in their own eyes. They forgot the source. Their source and their root. And there's this saying that the stream that forgets its source for trial. The stream that forgets its source for trial. They made their enemies friends. And God, they made their enemy. The question, the very power that brought them words, peace, and the joy that they enjoyed for a season. And they became wayward. God lamented. God was not happy. Isaiah chapter 7, chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. This is what God said. Now, Chapter 5, verse 7. Now let me sing to my well beloved. A song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth what? Grapes. And now, only inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, George, please, between me and my vineyard, what more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then? When I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now, please let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take it away, Sage, and it shall be burned, and break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. 
I will lay it waste. They shall not be pruned or dug, but there shall come upon come up briars and thorns. I also command the cloud that did rain no more of it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. And the men of Judah are his pleasant plants. He looked for justice, for behold, and treasure, for righteousness, for behold, a crime. God gave them the blessings they needed to live like kings and princes. God sustained them. God fulfilled his part of the bargain. But they hated God. Children of God. God is faithful to his word. He says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will open. And he has been doing that. He has blessed us. Good jobs. Beautiful houses. Wonderful children. Cars. Glorious future. Is that going to be eternal for us? What have we done with all this? How does it come in relation to our work with God? Praise the Lord. Eternal blessing of God is needed. It is more important, underline more. It is more important than the houses and gold, than the wives and the husbands. Now the children, eternal blessings, reigning with God, is the ultimate. It is a state of being blessed by God with divine favor, happiness, bliss, elation that is permanent, that is continuous, that is eternal, and is unending. When it ends here, it's a waste. There's this part in the Bible that says, if our hope in Christ is just on this earth, we are more than miserable. He has a long-term plan. He has a larger picture, which a lot of people have failed to see. The blessing of God is the state of enduring and intimate relationship with God, which secures the believer the right to reign within in his eternal kingdom, despite the blessings that he receives beyond us. In a state of godly contentment, First Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 to 7. Now, godliness. His contentment is what great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out of it. 
as much as we love our children, the only way we see them in heaven is to make them work on the line of God. As long as, as far as we love our wives, if we don't get them to walk in the line of Christ, they're going nowhere. They hang here. And it will be unfortunate if you alone go there. You're going to give an account. Praise the Lord. The blessedness of God is a state when the spiritual blessings of God works together with the other blessings. And at the same time, you are still firm in the Lord. You still serve the Lord. You still obey His word. You still have an intimate relationship with Him. You don't allow the job, the children, the wife, the money to separate you from the love of Christ. If it does, you don't have eternal blessings. It is just temporary. And that is not what I want. The blessedness of God is when all your achievements, successes, points to God and your relationship with Him. When you realize that all your labor and the rewards that follow you is what the preacher in Ecclesiastes calls the gift of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, 19 says, As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, what is it? This is the gift of God. Not by your power, not by your might. The key to the eternal blessing and blessedness of God is what you do with the abundant blessings of God in your life. How it affects your spiritual life. How it impacts upon your spiritual life. God is not a man that he should lie. With blessings, he will bless you. With goodness, he will bless you. The question is, what are you doing? Will you do with those blessings to secure eternal life? Matthew chapter 8, 36 to 38. Mark chapter 8, 36 to 30. What, for what will it profit a man? He begins the whole world and loses his soul. Of what will a man give in exchange for your soul? How much is your soul worth in dollars? <laughs> so strange for people give their souls away for dollars, for peanuts. Reverend, will you remain his child or be swept away by this world and its affection? Will you love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul, despite all the physical blessings? Will you continue to serve Him and Him alone? You cannot serve God and mammon together. It's clear. Will eternity be your focus and affection and pursuit? Colossians chapter th um, 3, verses. One and doesn't use verses one and uh, one to three. If then you were raised up with Christ, seek those things which are above. King James Version says, Set your affections, set your affections 
on the things about where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Send your mind on things above, not on the things on earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him. Is that your is that your focus? Despite the money, despite the cars, despite the houses, eternal blessing of God. Will you allow the blessings take you on, or are you already on a trip on the wide way that leads to destruction? You can turn back today. If that is what is happening. If you lost your love, first love, because of all these trappings, these things that will not leave this earth, that house is going away. That car is going nowhere. Those shoes go nowhere. Those clothes, this one, maximum, maybe next year. I don't know where it is again. But some steal to buy it. Brethren, remember that the blessing of God is a gift from God. The first step to living in the realm of eternal blessedness of God is to accept God's most precious blessing to humanity. This blessing has come to stay. Centuries of attacks, of conspiracies against this blessing, the gift of God to you and I as faith. It is born out of unconditional love and grace. Jesus, the Son of God, is the blessing that showcases the eternal blessedness of God. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. That is the blessing you should pursue. When you accept this precious gift, this is what comes with it. You know, we are used to buy one, get one free. This one is more. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, 1 to 2. This comes with it. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has so what? Has set me free. From the law of sin and death. Romans 2.22 You who are we correct with that? Romans 8.22-23 But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord in Romans 6 praise the Lord what comes again receiving Jesus and continually remaining with him ensures you have everything Matthew 6 33 Seek you first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. What follows again? Receiving him, remaining in him, secures you a place in that new Jerusalem. John 14, verse 1 to 4 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you may. With the blessings of money, married, children, will have a secured apartment in heaven? Is a question. God's covenant to you and I is irreversible. Nothing can change it. God is the constant decimal in the equation. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is left for you and I to ask and appropriate into our lives those blessings. It is left for you and I to do the right and godly things with those blessings that God has given us to glorify his name and not to block our paths to eternal life. Proverbs 10, 20 tells us that um, it is the blessings of God that make it rich and has the soul. That is the truth. It is said to but it's in your hands, my hands, to determine that soul will not be added to what God gave me. It is in your hands. And the only way you secure that is with the eternal blessings of God. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to be the rich man with Lazarus. Do you understand what that means? I don't want to be that rich man in the encounter with Lazarus. We're not going to read it because of time. Luke chapter 16, 19 to 20. The rich man had everything on earth. Lazarus had nothing. He was poor, begging the rich man. But the rich man's riches turned to sorrow in the end. He was in a fire. He had lent him. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Lazarus had the eternal blessings of God. The rich man had the earthly blessing that took him away. Let us begin to consider our end. But it starts from our today. How are you with the Lord? With what he has given you, are you using it to the glory of his name? God has given us his precious son, Christ. God has blessed us with the goodness and the good gifts. This is what will determine the end. What did you do with the blessings of God, starting with Jesus Christ? You accept him, 
Is it your role to look for to Savior? Where are your treasures? Where are your treasures? Where are your treasures? Do you have any evidence? Begin to talk to God, my Lord. The God will determine blessings. And God will determine blessings. We're going to take these prayers. The first one, by the Lord, release your irrevocable blessings into my life. In the name of Jesus, we pray the Spirit and in truth, Father. Release your irreversible blessings into my life in the name of Jesus. Release your irreversible blessings into my life in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. You're going to take the next one. Father, give me heavenly wisdom to manage your blessings in my life. To please you. In the name of Jesus, Father, give me heavenly wisdom to manage your blessings in my life. To please you. In the name of Jesus, give me, Lord, the wisdom in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And then to take the final one like this. Father, at the end of the day, may I receive your commendation. And not condemnation. In the name of Jesus, Father, at the end of the day, may I receive your commendation and not your condemnation. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. And so, Father, Lord, we just thank you. The word has come out. Let this have its purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. As many as are here this morning and have not accepted that precious gift, Jesus, I pray for you. The grace is ever extended to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't leave here until you have the conviction that you have been saved. And as for those who are already saved, I pray you will not fall away. Amen. I pray that wherever you need to do and adjust things, you will be able to put it in your heart. The Holy Spirit will empower you, and on that day, you will not be content in Jesus' name. Amen. For all God has given us, may we secure. Amen. For all He has given us, may we increase. Amen. Not to our damnation, but to the glory of the living God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen.